We started warming up by sprinting from one end of the court to the other. That's how basketball practices begin. And even though this was our first practice of the year, assistant coach Johnny Arico was screaming at us to go faster. Our star player Trevor Wingate wasn't making matters any better by showing off his speed and winning every sprint, pulling away. After everyone was lacquered with sweat, we started a combination weave and shoot around. Head coach Roman Hoyt was halfway up the bleachers, getting an overview of the situation, monitoring our movements and reaction times, and basically barking all kinds of orders at us. Every time Trevor Wingate went up for a jump shot, the whole team froze long enough to watch. A dozen shots into the shoot-around, and Wingate still hadn't missed. I came down on somebody's foot and turned an ankle. It was a minor sprain, but enough to send me limping to the far end of the gym. God damn it. I went to the floor. I leaned my back against the wall. I marinated in my embarrassment, the embarrassment of my misstep. Trainer Danny Fazlow popped a chemical ice pack and slapped it on the wounded joint to reduce the swelling. That's what you do with a sprained ankle. First order of business, reduce that swelling. Get the chemical pack. Get the ice pack. Get the bag of peas. Hoyt was shaking his head. First day of practice and I was hurt. God damn it. We hadn't even taped our ankles because nobody ever gets hurt during shooting drills. But what was that asshole doing that close to me that I came down on his foot? Everybody knows you're supposed to keep your distance during shooting drills, but I don't even know who it was. Never got a look at him. I went down to the floor so fast. So there I was watching from a safe distance, the green and white jerseys crisscrossed in syncopated patterns. It actually looked poetic, even balletic. The starting five got the green jerseys. The rest of the squad wore white. Hoyt shouted, run that candy box. And the starting five, minus me, organized itself into the second team. Lavoy Wigan pulled on a green jersey, pulled it right over his head, played point guard in my absence. Hoyt said, remember that we're just going through the motions, no physical contact, or you'll end up like that pussy Tribeca. The candy box was an offensive scheme of Roman Hoyt's own invention. It was his answer to the triangle offense the famous triangle offense, which was invented by NBA coaching legend Tex Winter and then perfected by fellow NBA coaching legend Phil Jackson. But the candy box was superior to the triangle offense by Hoyt's estimation because it did an even better job of spreading the defense and opening up more improvisational options. Or so the story went. The epiphany came to Roman Hoyt, depending which story you want to believe, in a religious experience during a Sunday church service or during the stressful aftermath of a car accident. The accident involved his Lincoln Continental and a runaway truck carrying boxes of Whitman's sampler. Hoyt's system was not even a modest success. Six years as head coach at Lewis and Clark and still no Northwest Conference titles, and he had yet to find a peer at any level who adopted the candy box offense. His explanation was that, like the vaunted triangle offense, it was too complicated for most coaches and players to even begin executing properly. Now it would be put to the ultimate test. Could it provide 
the ideal environment for a phenom like Trevor Wingate to reach his full potential. Would it now turn Lewis and Clark College into an NCAA Division III collegiate power? Hoyt figured this was exactly the opportunity he needed for his candy box offense to earn the national repute it deserved. The only national repute Hoyt had curried to date was of the ill variety. Ironically enough, it was a sex triangle. One of his players had become sexually and repeatedly acquainted with a cheerleader, an egregious violation of the athletic program's code of conduct. Although Hoyt demanded that the players cease and desist, the young man admitted that he was powerless in the matter. He couldn't stop climbing atop this searingly lusty cheerleader if he wanted to, and he didn't want to, even if that meant giving up his college basketball career. So Hoyt decided to work the problem from the other side of the equation, paying a visit to the cheerleader's off-campus apartment to reason with her, make her understand that she was jeopardizing a young man's athletic scholarship and college education, not to mention her own image. Instead, Roman Hoyt quickly fell victim to the troublesome Lolita's wiles and also ended up in bed with her. Like his player, Hoyt kept coming back for extras. When word eventually leaked to local sports writers allegedly from the offending player, frustrated that he was sharing his love interest with his coach, a mushroom cloud-shaped scandal erupted. The situation grew even more scandalous when the cheerleader was expelled from college rather than Hoyt or his player. Although the story went national, Roman Hoyt managed to survive the indignity of the whole thing because the stories were given brief treatment and the coverage was short-lived thanks to the fact that the college was an obscure college. It, Lewis and Clark wasn't all that well-known and it was a Division three college after all. Not a big-name sports college. As practice drew to a close, Hoyt ordered us to huddle at center court. He was holding a document in the air. He said, listen up, gentlemen. Here is this year's playbook. It contains 150 plays, about double last year's playbook. The air came out of six foot, 10 inch power forward, Cassie Threet. Threet said, 150, why so many? Hoyt said, our offense was too predictable last season. You guys still haven't demonstrated a true understanding of the candy box. So we'll need to diversify and shake things up a bit. So I jumped into the conversation. I said, how can we possibly memorize a script that big? I was expecting things to get simpler now that Wingate is here. We give him the ball and he shoots it. Hoyt said, don't be a smart ass. This isn't a one-man show. Wingate is going to need a supporting cast. That's all of you. Read the playbook. Memorize it. You have young brains. They can, hold, they can hold a lot of information. Besides, half the plays are the same ones we were running last season. A copy is already in your dorm rooms. We'll work our way through it section by section, starting with the half-court offense, which has a lot of double screens and pick and rolls. You're all being assigned tutors to work on your memorization skills. Then Hoyt gestured towards assistant coach Johnny Arika and said, talk to them. Then the head coach walked away. Eureka stepped forward and said, there will be a team meeting tonight in the private room at Jake's famous crawfish. The team bus will leave at six o'clock sharp. You're all expected to be there on time and hungry. 
This isn't just feeding time, young men. It's also going to be a skull session, a time to talk about what this season's focus will be. Our primary focus this season is going to be staying focused, and our other focus is going to be alacrity. Alacrity was the one big word Eureka had learned during the off-season and was prepared to overuse for the next five months. Alacrity, for those of you who don't keep a Webster's handy, means you're going to be cheerful, ready, and prompt. Lavoy Wiggins said, man, I can't even pronounce that. It sounds like some kind of scary disease, maybe even incurable. Can't we just say cheerful and ready instead of that big word you just used? Eureka said, no, we can't. The word is alacrity, men. Get used to it and live up to it. The reason we need to focus on being more focused is because we can't stop making so many damn mental errors. I don't mind losing games to superior talent, but if there's any one thing I cannot stand is when we beat ourselves with mental errors. We do stupid things when we don't concentrate on what we're doing, and concentration is just another word for focus. Eureka's left foot pawed neurotically at the floor as he grasped for some additional thoughts. Then he said, there are some other matters you need to pay attention to this semester. Spend time with your textbooks. Don't backtalk your professors. Be wary of all interpersonal relationships outside of this group. Don't be afraid to change your major. There's no reason to be ashamed of majoring in physical fitness or criminal justice. More than half of you are already there, so any converts will be in good company. Do not wear headphones or earbuds when Coach Hoyt is talking to you. When preparing for a game, be in bed by 9 o'clock, lights out, hands on top of the sheets. It's essential that you hold on to your seed because it will increase your stamina. It is not advisable to ejaculate within 48 hours of tip-off. 